Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle-Brown. We are wrapping up our series of eating tendencies for each type of child with the type 4 child. We've been selecting some keywords for each type to focus on, to give tips and ideas to help you tweak your meal experience to create a more enjoyable one for everybody. So before we jump into it, type 4 as a review is our more serious child. They're structured, precise, exact. So what are the keywords we'll be focusing on today for their eating experience? Structured and particular, otherwise known as the picky eater, but that doesn't feel honoring. So in the child whisper, I rephrase that to being particular, mm-hmm. not having as uh, wide a appetite and a eating palate, maybe. and liking their food served a certain way. Right, they'll you know, have no foods touching or no sauce. Yeah. Or the the all or nothing. They'll time. either be very much that it needs to be a certain way or none of that bothers them at all. Mm -hmm. And we talked a little bit about the particular eater tendencies in the type two podcast as well. So you can, if that's a challenge that you're experiencing, you can listen to both of these. So uh, what have you noticed with your type four son? I raised my youngest son's type four and the repetitiveness and being particular and he he certainly has he's willing to try a lot of things i see this more in my type four grandson and his dad the repetitiveness in their food they can eat the same thing over and over and over and not vary from that you share in the child whisper that tony your son-in-law has had the same lunch basically his entire life Right. It would be a sandwich, some cookies, and maybe a piece of fruit. Yeah. Probably the same sandwich, too. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> He's not interested, and their all or nothing the, tendency that's is. That's the structure there, you know. Yeah, and he the, might, and some type force, just food isn't, it's, a, it's sort of this necessity they'd like to get rid of, because mm-hmm. it's not, they're not food people. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm not really, or they love food, it's a big part of their world, and yet they still have a particular approach to it. Mm-hmm. I love this. that uh, A mom shared of her, she has three type 4 children, and they like to have the menu plan posted in the kitchen so they know ahead of time what's for dinner. Even when her oldest daughter comes home from the holidays, she makes sure to check the posted menu plan. Heaven forbid I change or adjust the plan in any way, especially last yes. minute. Well, that makes me think of recently we were – we were on a trip with Chris and Sarah, who have a type 4 child, a type 2 child, and my son is a 2-4. And, well, I hadn't noticed this before, but I said to Sarah, I said, you spend a lot of time discussing the food plan, <laughs> where you're eating and what, what you're really? eating. And she rolled her eyes and said, it's a 2-4 household. <laughs> They need to know the plan, the bigger picture, and they have to to so they can influence it it or they can prepare for it or what's coming. No flying by the seat of their pants. No, no, it it wasn't interesting because it was a it's a big part of their trip experience. Mm Is their food experience? Yeah, and those are that's an example of people who really enjoy food 
and they have an expectation of what they want that experience to be, you know, so bigger picture. And, you know, as a type two, I can relate to that somewhat, you know, you're thinking and you're planning ahead. Um, In this case, the type four, my type four granddaughter, she has, she is particular. There's just certain things she's not going to eat. And she will, once she knows, that's why if she knows ahead of time, they aren't going to deal with something on it. She can't switch on them or it's that preparation, that foreknowing that type force benefit from it. Knowing what to expect. This is what, this is what we're having. Will they force it with her if she will not? Well, eat? they won't win. Now, I think there's just negotiations or they, again, like you've learned to do, they know how to set it up so she'll choose to eat what's there. Mm-hmm. So that's not a forced scenario. But they don't like, like they'll have the plain hamburger or just ketchup with the meat and the bun. Mm -hmm. They don't like a lot of extras a lot of times. They will always want vanilla ice cream. Yeah. That's their go-to flavor that they have. And I would say take heart. I think many of these preferences, they they guess the parents sometimes are like, is it going to be like this forever? Like they'll grow into it. They'll grow out of it. They'll, you know. Well, some they and maybe not. I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking yeah, of... they they will, or they'll go on a cycle or with certain foods, they'll and they'll it. eat this over and over and over. And then they're done, and yeah. then they'll do something else over mm-hmm. and over and over, and then uh, they're good with that. Mm-hmm. So st- let's talk about structure. Their tendency is to know in that knowing what to expect that creates structure, mm-hmm. and so having. A meal time within a certain range to say, you know, it's not five o'clock one night, seven o'clock another night, you know, that there's an expected or sit if, down if meal for, time. You know, whatever activities you had going on, maybe if that was just the plan and they knew about it ahead of time, there'd be an expectation for it. But I'd say generally getting into a routine of this is the time that we eat each day and they can. Well, yeah, I'm just saying that. throwing at them that they don't even know yeah, when yeah. the meal times are going to happen that mm-hmm. day because there's no set schedule. They won't be as engaged. That can stress them, so they're not going to enjoy their eating experience because mm-hmm. they don't know when to plan for. You know what what to expect in that. What have you noticed about type fours and how their conduct at the table? They obviously have a stillness about them. They're able to stay seated for a longer period of time mm-hmm. because of that. Um, if- is there? They need to be focused on their eating. Okay. If they're doing something else, they won't pay any attention to their food. So eating is the focus when they're eating. I noticed that with Ruby. Would engagement, like family conversation, be a distraction? Or do you think that that would be supportive? that would probably be okay. It's just another activity. Like letting your children watch shows while they eat. They'll watch. They'll get into that show, <laughs> yeah. and they won't eat. There's, Both. One, there's one track. That's the show right. track. They need to. She just track. isn't interested in eating, mm-hmm. and it's hard for her to stop what she's doing at times. And I think that's a common tendency type fours have. They get very focused, very locked into their. You see it with type four adults. Yeah, and <laughs> it, eating is disruptive. It's an interference, and it's hard to disengage and and take care of that. So that's why that preparation, creating structure so you can support your, your children and, and knowing, okay, you're going to need to stop that at this time because we'll be eating. 
We've got more Child Whisper coming up right after this brief message. What's your mom uniform? Yoga pants? Jeans and a t-shirt? As a mom, you're busy and wardrobe isn't high on the priority list. But do you ever get tired of feeling blah about how you look? Carol Tuttle's Dressing Your Truth program helps you create a personal style that works for you, for your budget, for your family, and for your life. You can look more pulled together in less time. All you need is a little know-how, and Carol can show you. Just sign up for a free account at dressingyourtruth.com. Something that Callista, our Type 4 expert here, really enjoyed as a child was learning all the etiquette and the rules. And I think a Type 4 could have a lot of fun learning, you know, how to set the table. Yeah, there used to be. um, I had to take classes on that when I was in college studying for being a home economics teacher. There were... I don't, it's kind of fallen by the wayside that For there's sure, a certain yeah. way you set the table. There's <laughs> certain utensils. And yeah, you know, again, that's the pleasure of that is more to support your having an enjoyable experience rather than insisting because there's a right and a wrong way. But if that brings a pleasurable, adds a pleasurable quality mm-hmm. and a type for a child would enjoy that, by all means, support that. Just for the fact that it's, uh, the rules of etiquette used, you know, there used to be big, thick books on. Yeah. She read them, the w- <laughs> yeah. rules of etiquette books. There's a fun story from a parent that said her daughter never liked getting dirty while eating. And from a young age, you'll notice mm-hmm. that, like, oh, my hands are sticky. Or um, She said, while other tiny kids were eating with their hands, she learned quickly how to eat with utensils so she didn't have to get her hands dirty. And for her first birthday cake, she wouldn't dig in and make a mess like most kids would do. Mm-hmm. They have a preference to, you know, being more clean yeah. and tidy in their approach to how they eat. They'd be that way about sand on beaches, too. <laughs> Did you notice that <laughs> recently? But you have to choose to pre-plan to get messy. <laughs> the uh, not t- foods not touching and not being mixed can be mm-hmm. a scenario as well. Like, you know, maybe they want their spaghetti, the noodle pasta, the sauce. I mean, it can get to that point because... Some type, and they're small. Maybe that's the one thing they feel they have an authority over in their world, and that's okay. Will it continue that way into their adult lives? Probably not. But children need to type for children need to feel that they have an authority over something. Maybe it's their plate. You know, that's okay. No big deal. Don't make that a thing. Don't make it a deal by insisting that your child has to have their sauce on their pasta because that's what everybody does. Let them be the authority of how the food is placed on their plate. And they feel that sense of ownership then. And they'll probably be more likely to eat what's on the plate. If they feel what being forced to eat, what's been put on the plate, with someone else having authority over it, that's the issue. They'll just double down even more. Yeah, yeah it's not, it's not about the, the food. food. <laughs> the food isn't the issue. It's how it's been approached that discounts their influence. Here's some other. I imply to most every problem you're having in a type four child's <laughs> yeah. life, the food. You know, how yeah. am I not um, supporting them having a voice, being an authority, having a say, and contributing to this decision so they feel ownership? Mm-hmm. That the, the plate analogy is just your a small <laughs> example of if you're having major issues with a type four child, it will more often than not come down to that yeah. step well, being see missed. The, see the beauty in it. The, how their plate looks, I'll 
um, you know, spaced out. That's how their brain works. That's right. <laughs> they've got their different compartments, their different tracks, they and they've like... got a lot of space between that, you know, to get divided yeah, up. I had to ask my type four grandson when he was little if he wanted his sandwich cut in half or in triangles. <laughs> Not because <laughs> he know. insisted. I wanted him to have a say. Mm-hmm. The point of that was... I'm being forced to cut the sandwich to appeal to this kid. It was not at all. It was, I'm going to invite his feedback so he feels he had a say over his sandwich and how it all got put together so he'll want to eat it. Mm -hmm. There's some other experiences from some parents. Um, She says, my son is bothered if there's a strong smell coming from the food and refuses to eat food he's not familiar with or doesn't look or likes the smell. Or like the smell of it. Yeah, so, that could be that you related in the type 2 podcast mm-hmm. that they're just, for different reasons, they're overstimulated and just too much movement, too much, too strong a smell, yeah. too strong of a flavor at that this point. That kind of goes along with what this next parent said. She said her daughter only likes a few items in front of her at a time. Mm. I've noticed with foods like soups or with a lot of different veggies, she gets overwhelmed mm, and fusses. Too many moving so parts. She just likes, yeah, the, the, simplest, <laughs> the simple foods, and I've definitely seen that. What type four is they like? That's a really you know. good thought. Maybe, you, you know, six, seven items on a plate is just, oh, it's too many too much to think through maybe your child's food you know item quota is three and you know i mean who thinks about this stuff that's the beauty of this whole system is you're looking at it from a different perspective parents are thinking i have a difficult child they just aren't gonna aren't willing to cooperate well no yeah they're being because you're not tuning into their preferences to set that set them up to be easily cooperative where now children are getting disciplined for being stubborn and not eating versus, well, they just want a little say here. They want they want to they want to feel they have an authority over what put, being put in their bodies. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's another story from a parent that she said they were going on a scout camp trip and he refused to deal with anyone complaining about meals and so they took it into their own hands and they you know tested all the foods and they tried them out gave them that time that we talked about in the beginning to try curries and stews and different sandwiches enchiladas and she said that he was able to do it and he's now he'll try almost any food offered to him but he's just as comfortable eating the same things every day oh, that's good so i think that's kind of a good way to look at yeah, it like it yeah you and can have that repetition but kind of building that ability to be adaptable yeah. when scenarios yeah and need. i i would say you know there might be there's probably some parents out there who'd roll their eyes and think you know you shouldn't have to go to all that trouble children should just you know get over it and eat blah 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 but it's like no this is about a lot more than just the situation it's about honoring a child and their process in life at 12 years old headed out on a scout camp trip with a bunch of other boys like how much better that experience went for him that That was transitional for the rest of his life (laughs) that wasn't just about that camp experience that was about him learning things and them supporting them in a way that changed the relationship favorably and and helping him be able to go out into the world of food. And, yeah, you know. and also now he can he can make these choices mm-hmm. rather yeah, than be resistant. So let's talk about the type four parent. What are the tendencies and challenges that a type four will experience? Well, it's different than uh, similar, but different than the type two in that you you have a plan and you want to stick to the plan. They like structure and they like repetitive structure. So it may be that lack of adaptability and that insisting that children eat certain things and 
for, you know, it's like a power struggle mm -hmm. and the type four parent's going to win and it's about who gets the final say. And type four parents can be, especially if, let's say you're the mom in this scenario and you have a type four dad that doesn't, has not studied any of this. They'll play the heavy hand. You know, you're going to sit there till you eat that kind of a thing where they're not working with their child. They're now playing their type I've heard type a lot four. of stories where the type four, you finally get so late, they'll just send the kid to bed. He didn't ever eat the food. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or it's such, it's, like it's that's one of... that I've dealt with and you can hear more about that in the type two, but oh, it's exhausting. Yeah. And it's not effective, honestly. I don't think it is. It's not, now it's about who's going to have the final say, not about supporting a child with a healthy diet. It's a battle. It's a power struggle. And so that can really present in type fours, the I know what's right, I'm the parent comes up. And when it comes, it's my responsibility as a parent to see that you eat healthy, you have balance in your diet, you eat routinely, you have variety, and I'm going to make sure you do. And that gets in the way of being adaptable and so what would you, flexible. what would your tips be? Notice where you're doing that, which children you're doing it with. And I think what... as a type four, you'd be like, I just got to let go of it all. So like maybe yeah. where's some, like that black and white. And then you're like, now I'm not making anything. Where's the, where's the fine line? Well, when I, what am I really making this about that it's done the way I think it should be done? Or is this about following, you know, really tuning into my child's tendencies and working with that to create the, what's the, What's the ultimate outcome? You want your child to have a healthy experience with food and a healthy balanced diet. And how do you get there? If your way's not working, it's showing you it's not working. <laughs> you need to try something different. So your parenting practice for this week is to just put There's this to practice. There's not one right way. <laughs> your way is not always the right way for each child. Yeah. So what's standing out to you? What can you tweak for your type 4 child or for yourself if you're a type 4 to make mealtime and eating a more pleasant experience? Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com.